0: miracle worker light in the darkness that is who you are what's going on top of the morning to you i tell you you you, you ever got a song in your spirit and you just keep allowing it to move around inside your thoughts And it began to just really give you a revelation. You ever had a song that just give you a revelation? You know where You just be thinking it was just a song. And then one day, it's something about the words to the song that begins to connect with what you're in the midst of. And I tell you, right now, I'm in the midst of understanding Waymaker miracle worker, light in the darkness, that is who Christ is. I tell you, I tell you, I've been praying and I've been in intercessory prayer for other people as well as myself. And I tell you this week, The spirit of the Lord, as it rests upon my life, it had me interceding for individuals that was going through things in their bodies, that was going through things in their finances, that was going through things in their career fields, and for the lack and limitations that they have encountered, I've been consumed more so this week in interceding for people who have jobs but been going through challenges on their job, marriages, people raising children. You know, sometimes I have to get still and be still. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Sometimes I have to get still and be still. I have to get quiet. I have to keep people at my ear. I have to keep, di- I have to disengage from too much engaging. And so this week up until yesterday, pretty much, I kind of just didn't even get on my hello phone. Hello. (laughs) So, you know what? The thing is, I just was in that consecrated time because when you're expecting God to be that way maker, miracle worker, that light in the darkness, and you realize that is who he is. And so the Spirit of the Lord rested upon me not long before I got on the podcast. And as I began to touch places on my own body, and I began to speak into the atmosphere. To declare and decree by his scribes, we are healed. That's what the Spirit was telling me. And so when I heard this scripture of the scripture of God speaking, because God spoke that, you know, again, God speaks when he tells us his word. That's God and his word is one and the same. So I'm sitting here and processing and praying, and I'm touching different parts of my body, and I'm praying and interceding for other people from the from the from the sole of my foot to the crown of my head to my forehead. I was just praying, touching, touching, touching my stomach, my back. Just praying for the bones, the organs. Livers and lungs, listen to me, you got to grab this, because somebody is really been going through in their body. But know that somebody is standing in the gap, touching and praying for you. But this is what God said. Although by his gripes we are healed, We still got to do our part. Listen to me. You still got to do your part. I've been working even on myself before this year came into fruition. And although I've been taking baby steps, I've been taking steps. And that's the most important thing. Sometimes, you know, We don't pay attention to how long it takes us to accumulate. Oh, God help me today. Them bills that we have. How long it takes us to accumulate that extra weight that we have. How long it takes us to accumulate them bad eating habits. And listen to me. It took time and years for many of us for some of those things to come into fruition. So don't be thinking it's just going to go away overnight. When I know I'm looking at my own self and I said, oh my God, I have really sat around in the last few years and gained so much weight. But God said to me, listen to me, by his stripes, you are healed. And so, again, when God ever gives me a word, a rhema word, I tell people the next best thing to do. When you hear that scripture of God, breath of life, because he said all scriptures is breath, is breath from God. So listen to me. If it all things are breath, all scriptures through God, by God. Then this is the thing. When God gives you that scripture, listen to me. Don't just sit on it. Investigate it. So listen to me. So you know that's what I did, right? So then I went to Isaiah. Isaiah that says, by his scribes we are healed. Now, the chapter is 53, and the verse is 5. And it said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Now, if you don't know, let me enlighten you. Isaiah was given a prophet, a prophetic, let me correct myself, a prophetic word for futuristic events. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed it. That's why, listen to me, you got to get this. God placed people on this earth and he can bless them people with an anointing to provide futuristic information that comes to manifestation. Make no mistake there are spirits that God has placed on the earth that can do just that. Now, I talked about that on my last podcast. So now God bringing me, oh God, thank you. He bringing me to the book of Isaiah and gave me this scripture about 15 minutes before I got on this podcast. So he can also let you all see what I said before can definitely be a fact and was and is. That God can bless people as he chooses. That's the thing y'all got to get. That's why I don't make it about me. It's bigger than me. If you ain't never heard me say it before which I used to say it quite frequently. This thing bigger than me. This thing bigger than us. Hello. And so when God allowed Isaiah, oh God help me today. To write much of the book of Isaiah, he was giving futuristic, prophetic words of things that was going to come to pass with a person that had not even entered into the earth realm. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. He prophesied about the coming of Christ. And he was letting the people know That it's gonna be a man that's gonna be wounded for our transgressions. He was gonna be bruised for our iniquity and for the chastisement of our peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. (laughs) To be upon us, it was gonna come upon him, and with his scrapes. On that cross, that we could be healed. Listen to me. So you gotta be able to to get when God speaks to you to go to the Word, investigate it. Because then you gotta dissect it and whatever revelation God gave you five years ago, ten years ago. That's why you gotta stay in the Word. You can't just you can't just think you ever arrive. Hello, you will never arrive to fulfill anything until eternity hello i hope somebody grabbed it that's why the bible said we are forever learning forever that means you don't never stop learning you never stop learning and wherever there's learning there's gonna always be a teacher somebody gonna teach you it could be a book you read it from It could be a phrase you heard. It could be an affirmation. You heard me. You hear me. I'm just saying. You will be forever learning. It could be the Holy Spirit teaching, leading, and guiding you. So never, ever, ever allow your head to get so big that you think nobody can teach you anything. Nobody can't tell you something to teach you. Hello? The day you think you know it all. I'll be the day when I'm telling you. A lot will fall. Because nobody knows it all. Nobody, nobody, nobody. But God. I remember one of my little grandkids told me one day. That they knew everything. I said, listen baby. You don't know everything. Don't nobody knows everything. But see, she had a grown up to put in her head, yes, you smart, yes, you have knowledge, but trust me when I tell you, nobody knows everything but God. And see, this is where we got to get to pouring out the real raw truth. Don't nobody know everything but God. That's why when people used to make that comment, oh, she thinks she know everything. I used to look at them like they got to be either the dum dum the dum dum or they just totally blind, ignorant, and stupid because who in they mind, I would never give another human being that much credit in my life because I got enough common sense to make it make sense and enough sense to know, don't nobody know everything, so why am I going to say that? They think they know everything. I already got enough sense to know they don't know everything, regardless of what they think. Hello? But sometimes I just think people just say stuff because they don't know no better. Because if they knew better, they'll know, don't nobody know everything. But one thing I can say, when a person do know what they know, well, they know it. That don't mean they know everything, but they know what they know. Hello? So when a person know what they know, hello, that don't mean they know everything. But I don't mind giving people credit what credit do. If they know what they know, they know what they know. Hello? But when Isaiah, listen to me. When Isaiah was sharing this information to the people, I'm sure many of them didn't get it. They didn't grab it. And they didn't understand either until years later when the manifestation occurred. And sometimes that happened with people. But you need to think that Isaiah went ostracized. People didn't say things. They thought he was this away and that away because he was telling them about something forthcoming. And true as he spoke it then. As true as it came to manifest. Now, when when the word of God says he was wounded for our transgressions, what do you think that means? Transgressions. Our transgressions are acts that we do that go against the law, the rule, or our conduct. You ever heard me talk about conduct and character? Well, when your code of conduct, hello, is out of order, then you operating in the spirit of transgression. I'm just telling you. Now, when you operate in the spirit of trespassing, that means you gone too far in the wrong territory. I'm just saying. It means just what it say. When you go on some other property and you trespass, I'm just saying. When you have transgression, trespasses, let me tell you something. It took Christ to go through what he went through in order for us to be able to go to Christ. This is why we must not operate in a religion denomination where Christ does not listen. We got our witnesses that this man will put on the cross. And as I said in my podcast, I think yesterday or the day before, we know the cross symbolizes this. And how many people were crosses, but then got the audacity to be questioning Christ. Hello. Well, if you got a cross and when God that was hung on the cross, it was Christ in the form of a flesh. And why do you think he hung there? He hung there to be wounded for our transgressions. He hung there and he was bruised for our iniquities. Now, you may be saying, "What well, what's iniquity? Well, iniquity is not too far from transgressions. Transgressions is your code of conduct. When you just act up and act out and just act, out. you know how people do. They get all but nasty, rude, disrespectful. Them, them people that operate in transgressions. Now, when you operate in iniquity, iniquity is when you operate in immortal and unfair behavior they kind of work hand in hand it's kind of like a left hand and a right hand they both are used for the same purpose to pick up and put down to to, to, to move you know whatever whatever your hands are in, able to do that you need them to do that's the, that's the purpose they serve so when you look at transgressions and iniquity they kind of like a left hand and a right hand the purpose they serve what does it mean when you are in operating in iniquity, mean you operating in a violation of a right, of a duty that mankind is under and an obligation to do. So that even goes to the word of God. When we don't operate and do what the Bible instructs us to do in obedience, listen to me, you got to grab this. Because there's so many people that's operating in iniquity, and in immortal behavior, and they think that it's okay because they operate from their feelings. And their feelings tell them, oh, well, you got a right to, to honor your feelings. And you know what? You you can do that. But trust me when I tell you, you also exercising iniquity. If you're breaking immortal rules, listen, I know people don't want to hear this, but I'm going to say this. Every time, and I'm, I'm going to tell well, let me say for me, this is why I promote marriage. This is why I was committed to be married, because I did not want to die in my iniquities. And my sin, because iniquity is a sin. Hello. So every time I laid up and played up and and and, and was a married, I was committing iniquity. It's an immortal sin against the law. Now listen to me. Because the law of the land says, even Social Security, I'm just saying. That there are benefits that the government will give you when you marry, in the event your spouse or one of the other transition before the other. See, even the laws of the land put you in a position that they will honor. If you've been married to a person 10 years, no matter what they work, you will be entitled to receive benefits in the event something happened to them. Now, if you don't stay married at least 10 years, and I know some people, they'll go together longer than they'll stay married. I mean, just make it match and make it make sense. I ain't never understood that how people put up with folks all them years and date them and then they'll get married and act like they can't deal with nothing. I'm just saying. I don't understand it. But 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 listen, I get it. Sometimes folk get married and they change. I understand that. But I always knew that when it came to marriage, listen to me, that God honors it no matter what. Well, long as I tell people, long as there's no physical abuse, I feel any other kind, you can work your way around uh, uh, unless you have a hardness of your heart. And that's what the Bible says. For the hardness of your heart, God permitted divorce. Because God wants all of his children to be at peace. Now, Paul writes about that in Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's chapter 7. And he lets us know that ultimately, if peace is not in the midst, that's why you got to choose to be peaceful. And I've been talking about that ever since last week. If peace is not in the midst, then Paul writes and say that's the time that people need to probably separate. If your heart is hardened, that's the time a person may need to separate. Because let me tell you something about a hard heart. No matter what a person do, no matter how many gifts they bring, no matter how much people apologize, when a person got a hard heart and it they, and they just stuck right there and they don't want to extend the olive branch of forgiveness, you might as well surrender because it's a wrap. Hello? <laughs> and people sometimes they keep trying to, trying to hang in there and stay in there but listen to me. If you don't put a person or push the person to a place to have a hard heart, it's a wrap. The only time a hard heart, a heartened heart can be reversed is going to take God to take out that stony heart and turn that stony heart into flesh. And then he can move in that flesh of compassion. But long as that heart is heartened, it's a rap. Believe that. You know it was a song that used to this 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 guy made years ago. Uh when a woman's fed up. It's nothing you can do about it. The man saying this song, he said it's like running out of love. It's like have you ever just sat down and listened to the words of a song? Just like I started out with this podcast. And I'm telling you, sometimes them lyrics. All of a sudden, they'll touch base with something going on in your surroundings or in your own life. But when I got the gist of that, let me tell you, I was talking with my stepbrother from a different mother. We got the same dad. And he said, sis, he said, you heard that song? He said, what, what, man? Now, that's something to think about. When a woman fed up, it ain't nothing you could do about it. It like running out of love. And, it, and and when he said it, it's like I had heard the song. But when he said it in the way he said it, it's like a light went off. Running out of love. And when you fed up, when a woman fed up, but listen to me, I'm just not gonna exclude it to a woman. I'ma say a man too. I'm going to say anybody about anything. It could be a mama, a dad, a sister, a brother. That's why my philosophy is with some people, don't keep pushing the envelope. Just because people be kind and let you get away and get by with stuff, don't keep doing anything. You can't run out of love. I'm just saying. They may not stop loving you, but they definitely may stop dealing with you. Because sometimes people go too far. They do too much. They keep operating in them iniquities and transgressions. And so the transgressions become the conduct of their character. And it just start running folks away until, you know what? Folks just get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being mistreated. And even though their heart may not be heartened, because I know mine wasn't when I come away from... My marriages, they would my heart wasn't hardened. Listen, because a hard heart means you're not willing to forgive a person. But I was willing to forgive them. You know what? And I even would have been willing to forgive and stick and stay with them. If I had any, any belief that they could be converted to be faithful. But through my lens of discernment. I didn't see that occurring. And I said to, honestly, my first husband, I said, you know what? I I can't stay in this because I'll be 50 years old and you will still be doing the same thing. And God is my secret judge. I'm just saying. When I turned 50 years old, which I'm older than 59, he was still doing the same thing. What he was doing when he when I was married to him, what he was doing when he was married to the next woman, and how did I know that when I was twenty some years old? Because sometimes God will show you just like He did with Isaiah futuristic things and i saw that there was a great need for deliverance and see this is the thing about getting delivered you first like with anything you got to confess your faults you got to accept the fact that you jacked up messed up up, and that you confess it and you faithful enough to trust god to forgive you and if people don't do that let me tell you something they'll stay stuck And even the people who do it and don't mean it, they'll stay stuck as well. Hello? So I I didn't see no deliverance no time soon. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm just saying, I get a brother here props to be 60-something years old. But he's still a player. I'm just saying, player, player. And I just didn't see myself. I just think because I got married when I was 25. If I had just stayed with that person and encountered that year after year after year, that infidelity and unfaithfulness, I don't know. One of us probably wouldn't still be alive. I'm just saying. So the best thing for me to do was to go my way and let him have that highway. I'm just saying. And the same thing with the second one. It was just best for me to go my way. And let him have that highway. Because I already know what them highways lead to. And that wasn't the highway I wanted to travel. And that's what I want to impart with you all. That's listening. You're in these relationships. You're in these marriages. Listen. I got some information that's going to be coming out real soon. It's not going to be long and lengthy, but it's going to be available on Amazon that will assist you in these relationships and decision making. Listen to me. You heard it here first. Okay. It's going to be something that you want to get and put in your collection because it's going to assist you with your relationship. And I speak to you from experience, from knowledge, and from being able to offer this advice in my capacity of professionalism. But make no mistake, unless we allow God to grant us the serenity, to accept the things we cannot change, which is other people, And the wisdom, you got to be wise to know you can't change anybody. And that's where my wisdom stepped up and stepped in. I couldn't change those men. And it wasn't my job to try. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. Matter of fact, you know, me and my first husband, we'll still kick a conversation from time to time. We got three children together. And listen to me. And we keep in touch. But this is the thing. I learned how to make peace. People listen. Whatever you're going through in these relationships, you don't have to get to a place where everything got to be a death sentence. You don't have to do that. You can just go your way and they go their way. And understand God can heal you. By his stripes we are healed. It's, it, 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 and by the chastisement, you understand? The chastisement, we are given that peace. God gave us that through the act of sending Jesus Christ in the form of the flesh. the earth so where does that leave us to be healed but you gotta take the yoke and learn of him because his yoke is easy and that'll help your burdens become light but you don't need to to try to hurt harm or retaliate against anybody Because the relationship is not working. There's a savior. That who bore our sins. And by his stripes we are healed. I'm going to say this real quick. Because tonight as I was interceding and praying. Even for myself. I felt the healing taking place. And this is why sometimes I have to get quiet. Because the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. What does that mean? That means you're a person who are able to operate in those nine gifts of the spirit. Love, joy, patience, meekness, gentleness, kindness, temperance, self-control. When you have those Abilities and capabilities, you are operating in a righteous capacity. When you understand First Corinthians 13, when you're not breaking the Ten Commandments, I mean not a one of them, when you then that's that the more, the more obedient you are to those ten commandments. Let me tell you something the more your prayers are effective and fervent. When you incorporate these things in your life that are spiritually written, they come with a promise and they come with a manifestation of greater blessings. Now, the key question is, are you willing to submit yourselves? And that's where I think a lot of, people have failed and faltered because they don't want to commit themselves unto God. But let me tell you something. When you make up in your mind to do that all the way, you will never go wrong. And on that note, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your life. Listen into your lives. The blessings from heaven flow down into your lives. Did you grab that? Meet all of your needs. Even the things your heart desires. As you continue to prosper and be in good health. Even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload. May this message be downloaded and resonate in your spirit. Review Isaiah chapter 5, verse 3 through 5. Amen. Amen. God bless. I appreciate and love you always. Bye for now.